0: Well, what's up guys no applause necessary this time you are tuned in to episode 5 of the black dad chronicles and i am your host courtney mcintosh let's get into episode 5 today i will be talking about one of the things i love most rap music yes rap music gonna go through my history with rap music um I am not a rapper disclaimer. Um anybody who knows me knows that I am not a rapper. Uh but I've had a complicated history with uh rap music. Uh and when I say complicated is uh basically the ideologies of, of rap music. Um so we're going to get into that. We're going to get into uh uh some of the guys I listen to who I think are, that are good, you know. Some of the guys who I listen to who I think are bad. Well, I, if I if I think they're bad, I don't listen to them. But I'm gonna give you my guilty pleasures, which is you know an artist or artistes who their rap style or their uh, their 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 musical choices, you know, go totally against my ideologies. And, and the way I feel about rap music. But I listen to them anyway. A lot of people who listen to this, y'all already gonna know who one of them is. Um, but it, I got a couple, man. Um, I try not to listen to whack rap music. And if you you grew up in the era that I grew up in. Grew up in the 90s, which is the golden era. You know what I'm saying? Tim's and Bubble Goose. Um, shiny Suits. Uh, all that. You know that... You know what kind of rap music I like. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I'm going to get into this episode, episode 5, but first, before we do that, um, I'd like to thank our sponsor for today. I said our, like, you know, it's more than one of me. Um, my sponsor for today, Cake Couture Sweets. So, if you're looking for um, cakes, cupcakes, cookies, um, any kind of desserts, um, get in contact with Cake Couture. Now, it's my homegirl, Shania. I've known her since high school. Um, I Listen, I bake. You know, I consider myself a very good baker. Um, yo, I even took time out and, and went to culinary school for it, um, even though that doesn't... You wanna, listen, going to culinary school does not mean anything, except for you just sat through some classes, you know, did the hands-on stuff, and... Boom, got your degree. You you know, you graded well. Well, you did well enough to you get your degree. But no, I I literally food is my life, you know. Food is my life. Um but well listen here, I cannot bake like this young lady. You know, she over there at Cake Couture, they are doing amazing amazing things from their cakes for you got you can call and get stuff for weddings, you can get corporate, holidays, just because treats, treats, you know, I know they have specials for Valentine's Day. Um, if you got a family cookout coming up, you know, it's starting to warm up, so picnic season is coming soon. So, get some peach cobbler. She makes the bomb peach cobbler, you know. And I've, I've bought her products before. Um, I know my sister's bought her products before. I've eaten plenty of her products before. And, it's, you know, hands down, she makes... The best, And I have a love-hate relationship with cupcakes. Being a, a, a food snob, you know, putting that in quotes. I think cupcakes have t- taken a wrong turn in society, and especially in food culture. So I try to avoid cupcakes. But man, Kit Couture's cupcakes, boy, they the truth. So if you want to, and you got, you know, you don't have to, Worry about any hassles. not no hood, no ghetto operation. It's 100% professional. Um, and like I said, once again, you got holiday parties, corporate events, weddings. You know, just because, you know, say you want to get your, your, ladies, you know, you want to get your man a cake for his birthday, she'll do it. Fellas, if you want to get your girl some chocolate covered strawberries, just because, you know, she could hook you up. Prices are reasonable and it's a quick turnaround time. So if you're interested, go to www.couturekakery.com. That's c o t c o u t u r e d cakeery.com. Telephone number is 313 All right, let's get into this episode. So when the show first started, you heard Southern Player looks of Cadillac music playing in the background. Um, I don't know if you did, but you know, I had it playing in the background. Um, and I don't you know, I, I try not to put music on the on the podcast just because of copyright uh things, but I just so happen to be listening to it on my phone and I hit record, so hey, it snuck in the show. But um let's get in the rap. So the reason why you heard that song is because I was just listening to, to a pie, to a playlist on Apple Music um, man, since I got this iPhone, I, the, my favorite thing about it, hands down has been the battery life and Apple music. Um, I am a subscriber to Google play music. Um, uh, but ever since I got this iPhone, I've used play music probably like maybe twice because Apple music is so smooth. Um, it doesn't drain the battery. Um, and I can find almost anything on there. And I say almost because, you know, a lot of people might not know, but the GOAT Jay-Z just took all his stuff off of Apple Music uh, a couple of days ago. So, that's neither here nor there. So, the reason why you heard that song playing, though, um, I love OutKast. I am from Detroit, and growing up, it wasn't that many Detroit rappers that was, you know, doing it really big. I'm talking about when I first start listening to rap. I was probably like like 12 years old. You know, you you watch The Box you know what I'm saying? MTV was still showing music videos, you know, you had BET. So we used to just keep it tuned into the box all the time, man. So, um me and my brother and my sister, we would even, you know, try to sneak and call and request videos, you know, and never never knew if our videos were getting played or not. Um but man, I've loved rap music since I was about 12 years old. So, um that would that would put it at 1993 uh, and we you know You know, it was all East Coast everything for me. It was all East Coast everything, man. Everybody with the Tims, you know what I'm saying? The Thug look, you know what I'm saying? Tims hoodies, you know, bubble vests, all of that. I just, you know, and and the music was grimy. You know, it was just amazing to me, you know, to hear stuff like that, man. So the difference with OutKaz is it was a point in time where I only listened to East Coast rap only listen to East Coast rap and that's it you know I try listening to some Midwest stuff you know Bone Thugs and Harmony was bumping Um, you had Crucial Conflict you know MC Breed rest in peace Um, but you know I mainly just stayed to the East Coast until I heard Outkast and Outkast for the longest time was the only Southern rappers I listened to the only Southern rappers that I listened to you know, um, so that's why you hear Southern Cadillac playlisted Music, you know, playing when I first started the podcast, because, hey, that's one of my top three songs of all time. I'm going to start off the bat, you know, on the podcast, giving you all my top three favorite songs of all time, because they're in my head. So, I just gave you one, Outcast Southern playlisted Cadillac Music. Um, my second favorite song of all time is Summertime by Will Smith. Man, that song just gives me, I don't know what y'all are saying, you know, Will Smith, man. You know, blah, blah, blah. But hey, man, that song just, whenever that song comes on, especially when it starts to get warm out, it just gives me a good feeling. Um It just, you know, it sets my day up. You know, I just know my day is going to go good. You know, it just gives me a chance to ride with the windows down. You know, my kids can listen to it. You know, so Summertime by Will Smith is, you know, my second favorite song of all time. I know all the lyrics to it. All the lyrics to it, um, uh, you know, and like I, you know, southern player, southern player, listed Cadillac music. The song, not the album, but the song. I know, you know, all the words to that song. And I also think that's the the way Andre starts his verse out is probably the the best beginning to a rap verse in history. You know, time to drop these bows like Dusty Rose. I love wrestling, you know, I love rap, so, anyway, then you got my third favorite song of all time, is Triumph by the Wu-Tang Clan, and I will go on record right now saying Triumph is the greatest posse cut of all time, and when I say posse cut, I mean, you know, a song with three or more rappers on it, um, in this case for Triumph, it was all nine of them, uh, including Cappadonna, uh, it's the greatest posse cut of all time. It's better than Buddy. Um, it's better than Scenario. Um, and I love both of those songs. But when you hear Posse Cuts, you know, the first two songs that you really hear as the best posse cuts of all time are like, you know, Buddy and Buddy by um, De La Soul and Friends, and then Scenario by Tribe Called Quest and, you know, Leaders of the New School. And I can't believe, man, it's April. And I still ain't listened to that new Tribe album. So, that's gonna have to change this week. Because I heard it's dope. Um, But, uh, it's also, I think it's also better than Money, Power, and Respect. That's another posse cut that's dope, you know. Um, And all about the Benjamins. Look at man, Puffy and them got two of them up there. That could be considered the best posse cuts of all time. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I just gave you all my top five posse cuts of all time too. So, you know. Um, But... So I have a love-hate relationship with rap too um, because, you know, you get to a certain age where, you know, when I was in high school and stuff, you know, early 20s, I was listening to rap and especially when I was in high school, you know, young, impressionable, you know, and you you could really believe that these guys were really talking about, you know, they, were, they were doing the things that they were talking about. Um, like, you know, if you listen to Mob Deep, you really thought, you know, Havoc and Prodigy was beating people up every day of the week, you know, because that's what they rapped about, you know. You, hey, I, the way Biggie told stories, um, is like he just made it so real. It's like you were listening to a movie. Um, so when you, but once I got a certain age, and once you realize that a lot of the rappers out there. Don't live what they're talking about in their lyrics. You know, it it, it, it kind of lost that, you know, that umph that you know, kind of like thunk that feeling it gave me. You know, so uh, it was weird because you know, like when T.I.'s first album came out, you know, it it was still at a point where I really wasn't, you know, really listening to, to southern rap music. You know, I had added a. Uh, Ludacris on to the uh Southern rappers that I listened to. So it was like Outkast, Goody Mob, Ludacris, and, and that was really it. Um so when TI first came out, I was like, oh man, you know, I like Tip because he kinda he could rap and he almost, almost sounded like a you know, he had a little bit of I don't want to say he had a little bit of New York flow, but he could rap. Um, the way a lot of Southern Rhymers you know, didn't rap back then Um so but then, you know you look at all the things that T.I. is going through um and then he comes out, he goes on he, he gets a TV show with his family you know, his wife and kids and then his next album comes out and he's still rapping like, you know trapping and shooting niggas and all that. And it's kind of like you get to a point where it's like, come on, bro. You on TV, you know, you got money fresh out of jail. You know what I'm saying? And you're still rapping about the same thing. I don't get it. You know? So it was like, once you could kind of, for me, once I saw guys, um, you know, living differently then and they weren't living their rhymes out. And you know, and look, it's that's not a bad thing because we don't need, you know, a bunch of cats just shooting up, you know, slanging drugs, banging and all that. That that all that is counterproductive. So I was kind of glad that these guys wasn't um, you know, doing the stuff that they were doing in their rhymes, but it also kind of took away that authenticity for me. Um, and it wasn't everybody. Um take Eminem for instance. You know, I'm from Detroit. Eminem is in my top five greatest in season not favorite, but top five greatest. And some of the stuff he wrote, you know, some of his songs, a lot of his songs, man, you know, I couldn't relate to him because he was rapping from the perspective of a of a white dude who had, you know, Grew up in a, in a poor home and had bad situation with his daughter's mother and, you know, rapped about his drug addiction and all that. And that didn't relate to me, but it had a, a feeling of realness. And I knew people who that could relate, who could relate to his music, you know? Um Like I kind of, you know, when Kanye first start, came out, I kind of, kind of, Felt like I could relate to Kanye West just because he was just like, you know, a regular dude wearing backpacks all the time. And if you see any of my pictures from my deployment, I got on a backpack. I got my collar turned up because we had to wear, you know, uh, collared shirts when we went on deployment, you know. So I was rocking that look, you know what I'm saying? I was kind of like the nerd. And Kanye, now it wasn't nerd rap, but he kind of dressed like, you know, like he wasn't one of the cool kids, kinda like how I dressed, you know. Cause I wasn't one of the cool kids. So um once rap lost that authenticity for me, um, it was kind of difficult for me to listen to rap and take rap seriously. And it was kind of hard for me to separate it. So I start listening to other stuff, man. So this is where where it's gonna get, you know, kind of funny, but it's gonna get kind of real. So I was still listening to rap, but I had just joined the church, you know what I'm saying? And you know, they they kinda I don't want to say frowned upon some things, uh, but they all, you know, all the young guys in the in the in the church, you know, listen to Christian rap and all that. And at that point I had never really paid attention to Christian rap. And from what I the, the stuff I heard, I was like, man, this is garbage, man. Yeah, they rapping for the, and listen, just because somebody is making a song or rapping for the Lord, or, you know, if it's whack, it's whack. I'm sorry. If it's whack, like if somebody got a whack gospel song, it's whack. Regardless if they, you know, singing for the Lord, if somebody got a, a, a whack gospel, and it is some whack gospel rappers out there. Some really whack gospel rappers out there, but you know what I'm saying? If they, if, if, if. If they can't rap, they can't rap. And it seems like a lot of people, you know, Christian rap got big for a second, so it seemed like a lot of people was jumping in there, and it was kind of like, man. And it's just like, you know, regular hip-hop. You had guys rapping who, man, shouldn't have been rapping, especially if you was a rap fan, you know? Like, growing up, man, my... One of my, my, probably my favorite rapper was Mace. You know what I'm saying? Me and my homeboy, Eric, like, he he loved Mace so much, man. He started calling himself Lil Mace. As a matter of fact, his number is saved in my phone under Lil Mace. That's how much Eric loved Mace. And we used to, like, you know, have dreams of being Puffy and Mace. <laughs> that's that's what it was, man. Um, but, man, when I got on, you know, I I'll, I'll never forget the day where I first listened to my first, you know, intentionally listened to my first Christian rap song. Right. So, you know, like I said, I just joined the church, um, me, my wife and, uh, my kids. Um, so we were doing base outreach, you know, me and some of the fellows on the, uh, you know, at the church we were doing, and they were all, you know, young men. These were all young men around my age you know who I felt like you know black and white and you know I was like man you know I know y'all listen to rap you know what I'm saying so I was you know we were on base um, on the base that our was station on which is uh, NAS Mayport um, so I'm sorry not NAS Mayport NS Mayport Naval Station Mayport so you know we it's a Wednesday night we cruise and one of the fellas had this big like conversion van so we all could fit in there you know, I'm sitting in the last row. And, you know, everybody talking about, you know, like, cross movement and stuff like that. I'm like, man, what y'all talking about? You know? Like, man, you ain't never listened to gospel rap, bro? I'm like, man, gospel rap? My like, man, gospel rap is whack. And, like, at that point, it was like, yo, the brakes screeched on the van. It was like that record scratch. And then everybody was just, like, looking at me. I'm like, yo, what I do? I'm like, man... You don't know what you're talking about, man. It's it's some it's some guys who can really, really rap. I'm like, man, please. Like, whatever. So they they, they just put some uh some cross movement on and the first dude I ever heard was The Truth, you know. So I'm like, Alright, man. Alright, this dude can kind of rap, you know. What else you got? You know, that's one, you know what I'm saying? Like, what else y'all got? Put on some flame. I was like, okay, you know, this cat can really spit. Um, so then uh, one guy gave me, just he was like, look, man, I got this mix here. I'm going to just give it to you, you know? So I was like, all right. So, man, I would probably say that Christian rap changed my life. Uh, and when I say changed my life, it made me, well, where I say it, it changed my life is... I feel like it got me, you know, it discipled me, man. Cause I was one of those guys who, you know, I went to church growing up, but I I wasn't, you know, fully active in the church. Um, you know, wasn't fully active in the church. Wasn't like, uh, you know, doing really, you know, I just really, at that point in my life, I was just, my wife and I were going to church. Um, but before, before I even got married, you know, after I stopped playing church basketball when I was like 16, you know, I hardly went to church. And I like my mom was working on Sundays, you know, my my grandfather had passed away, so we just sat in the house, you know, watching cartoons and waiting on, you know, football and stuff to start. So um then I start going to, you know, my neighbor, uh, Miss Brown, who I, who is like so I didn't have a grandma growing up, but Miss Miss Brown is like the closest thing to a grandmother that I ever had. And man, we used to couldn't stand Miss Brown. We didn't like Miss Brown because she was like one of those "yo, get off my lawn." You know, like even if we came, man, if our foot even hovered on her grass, she would be like, "Yo, get off my lawn." So. You know, she always kept our basketballs if they went over the fence. Man, it was just like terrible because we had a basketball hoop in the backyard. But you know, so that the only time I was going to church was I would walk her to church sometimes, and I would sit and go. You know, so when I got into the you know, so I'd never been discipled before. You know, what I'm saying I'd never been taught the ways of you know how to be a Christian. You know what's acceptable behavior what's not acceptable behavior you know how you supposed to read your bible how you supposed to pray all that none of that so i would never been taught any of that so like i said i would never been discipled before and i can honestly say christian rap kind of discipled me um now whether you see that as a good thing or a bad thing you know that's different i don't you know i think it I don't think it is the best just because, you know, at now at, at 36 years old, I see that I should have had some, some men in my life that was showing me those ways and I shouldn't have had to, you know, turn to rap music. But a lot of people turn to rap music for stuff like that, man. Uh, I mean... A lot of people slang dope because of what they hear in rap music. A lot of people join gangs because of, you know, rap music. A lot of people be out here, you know, getting high and, you know, all that stuff because of rap music. Now, you think, like, if you listen to the rap music nowadays, it's like a lot of it, especially the most popular stuff, is all about doing drugs, man. The most popular rapper out right now is Future. And all his music is, you know drugs and you know i just i watched the interview with him a couple months ago where he don't even be you know doing drugs and stuff like that so but anyway i digress so you know once i started listening to christian rap on my own i was like man this is kind of this is really powerful like back then that was what like 2005 into 2005 2006 so back then um Uh, Excuse me. It was a lot of uh, a lot of Christian rap was like preachy. Like I started listening to Lecrae back then, and Lecrae back then versus Lecrae back Lecrae right now, uh, his content while it's still you know Christ centered, at least I feel it is, it's totally different. It's not preachy. So it's it's a bunch of different styles in Christian rap. Like uh, a couple rappers rap about real life realities. Um, and they keep it, you know, at the end of the day, everything is focused on Christ. You know, you got, you know, reality rappers. you know, I'll say, they talk about their struggles, their ups and downs, you know, some of the sins that they deal with, stuff like that. Um, what's going on in popular culture. Um, and that's what they rap about, you know, like, you know, that's cats like, you know, Lecrae right now, Bizzle, um, you know, Andy Minio, you know, and then there's guys like, you know, a Shylin who is one hundred percent like you listen to any of Shylin's you know, Shylin, Timothy Brindle, a lot of guys a lot of East Coast guys, like if you listen to their music, it's like they are giving you an audio sermon. And a lot of Christian rap was like that when I first started listening to it, and it was just like I'd be listening to a song. And I'll be like, yo, what verse is that? Rewind it. All right, let me get that verse, you know, and then go to my Bible, read those verses. You know what I'm saying? So it, it discipled me. I'll be honest, man. So because I didn't have, you know, like I said, I had guys that I could, you know, look, you know, study under or whatnot. But it was more so like the Christian rap. It was like what rap is my favorite genre of music. It's the genre that I, you know, always go back to whenever I want to know what's hot, what's going out there. I always go to rap first. But you know, hey man, that that's my story. So you know, I'm saying I just I just got saved and everything. So I was trying to be super Christian, man. I'll never forget. I took all my CD books and I just threw all my CDs away I was like oh this is the devil's music man God don't want me listening to this Ah, and just you know I threw away the only CD I kept was my copy of Illmatic which is Nas's first album and it was the original copy So that, and I still have that copy I was looking at it on Sunday you know I would have put it in but my kids was in the car but um yeah man that's, that's how you know once I started listening I got into Christian rap It was like, man, this is the only thing I can listen to. The only thing I can listen to, man. This is what God wants me to listen to. You know, blah, blah, blah. So like I said, I threw away probably like $2,000 worth of CDs. And then I was like riding in the car with my homeboy Levi one day. And he was like, I was like, yeah, man, I'm getting rid of all my CDs, man. I had them in a garbage bag. He was like, dog, let me go through them. Let me get them. I was like, nah, this ain't what God wants us to listen to. But, you know, I let him get some anyway. So. You know, now back, fast forward a little bit, because I know this is getting long. Um, So fast forward a little bit. I'm like, oh, man. Christian rap is starting to get really boring. So I'm like, yo, let me, let me see what, you know, what the the regular scene, the regular rap scene, the secular rap scene, let me see what that's doing. So I was fortunate enough that when I was a, you know, listening in my Christian rap phase that I totally was able to bypass what is, you know, roundly looked at as the worst genre, the worst, uh, you know, era of music, you know, the snap era um, where everybody was white teeth and snapping and all that. I totally bypassed that even though I was living in the South, but I wasn't listening to that, you know, I was listening, you know, to Christian rap. So I wasn't listening to them franchise boys and d l and Lil John and them, you know? So, I mean, I listened to some Lil John, like when we was on deployment, I listened to, it was like Lil John nonstop. It was crazy. But, um, so I start going back to like listening to the old stuff, you know, old bad boy, you know, biggie, you know, start dabbling in West coast, gotten a ras cast, uh, the licks, oh, just a bunch of guys that I never given a shot to, and I was like, man, dog, you know, it's it's cats out there that could really, really rap, man. Gave, you know, start listening to Jay Z again. I remember when I when I first got the Blueprint three, and I got it er- No, this was Blueprint two, and I got it early. I got a, a, a early copy. It was probably like two weeks before it came out. Man, I used to ride the bus to. I was going to Henry Ford Community College. I used to ride the bus with it blaring in my speakers. And we used to, like, one of the bus stop stops was this, like, middle school. And I remember I was listening to it one day. And I would every time the kids would get on the bus, I would just turn my headphones up. Just because I didn't want to hear them kids being loud. So when I remember one day I had the music blaring out my headphones, you know. And I did hear, like, these two kids behind me, like, yo, that sound like Jay-Z he listened to. Man, that must be that new Jay-Z. Like oh dog, you listen to that Jay Z, and I can remember like smiling and nodding my head because it was like, yep, I got the juice. <laughs> but uh, you know, I just start getting into, you know, different kinds of music. Like my homeboy Meech was telling me all about Drake. Like Meech was the biggest Drake fan I ever met in my life, and I was like, man, I ain't, you know, don't want to. I ain't never heard of this dude, but I didn't give him a chance either until later. Um, and I like Drake, man. I think Drake is dope. Um Ghostwriting rumors be danged, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, Drake make hits, you know what I'm saying? I like. Uh, I didn't views was okay. More life is dope. Um, you know what I'm saying? I ain't, except for the the UK the dudes the the songs of the UK rappers, but you know, it's, it's kind of so. My relationship with rela- rap has become cyclical. So, as I got older, I was able to discern easily when, you know, with when my, when my music choices. I wasn't as influenced by this. Like, I, I could turn on Mob Deep and not want to be, you know, walk around with a scowl on my face, you know what I'm saying, and a hoodie and 10s and 80 degree weather, you know, want to punch somebody, you know what I'm saying. I could listen to Jay Z, and not go out and want to just sling crack because you know Hov did that, so we wouldn't have to go through that. But uh, you know, I could I could just I could listen to weed rap man, not just want to go roll up, you know. But and and that it, it all came with a uh, you know getting older. I feel and being able to discern more and you know just filter out the filter out the garbage um now that's not to say that music you know didn't have a certain effect on me because I have kind of like a East Coast accent even though I've only been to the east Coast twice I, I use East Coast slang like you know sun be you know but you know I, I I used to that's one of the influence like I used to talk with New York slang heavy Cause man, I used to write poetry, so I used to like go up in my room, light some incense, turn on whatever underground rap, New York rap that I had, and just write, man, for hours. You know, feeling like I was really, you know, <laughs> feeling like I was like, yeah, man, about to, about to put the pen to the page, be about to write these tight rhymes, son. You know what I mean, kid? You know, and I used to, and so I've adapt, I, I adapted New York slang, you know, and I. Kept it so I don't know that's what it is. So if you don't, if you know how to listen to music and if you know how to filter out the garbage, you won't be influenced by the negativity and you also will stay away from you know the garbage that's out there, man. Like, I, I'm gonna get into the guys who I think are like hot garbage, but they pop it, man. It's it's kind of like you look at the guys as you know, out right now, man, and you, like, and see how much love they're getting. Like, really, man? I feel, I, I kind of feel the old heads, like, Pete Rock and, you know what I'm saying, all these older cats that be like, yo, man, this the garbage y'all want to pass off for rap? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, to me, future ain't nothing but a Bone thugs and harmony knockoff. He a busy bone knockoff. You know what I'm saying? And he, 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 he. Yo, what does Future do that makes him so popular? I, that's that's the thing I don't get, man. I just I just don't get it. I don't get the the I don't get you know the appeal of Young Thug. Um, I, like Lil Yachty, I don't understand how that dude is so popular. You know, what I'm saying it's just like, but kids love it, man. The, the, that's the new wave nowadays, I guess, man. You know, but at the same time. I'm not a fan of Meek Mill. You know what I'm saying? People could tell me Meek Mill got bars for days, whatever. I'm not a fan. Because he just. I can't listen to him because he just yelled too much. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it is about Rick Ross, but I'm not a Rick Ross fan. Ross can rap, but I just. I don't know what it is. I've never been a Lil Wayne fan, you know? And Meats used to. Man, Meech and Orlando, we used to all LeBron too. We used to all just be riding around and, you know, that's when Juvenile came out, you know, Cash Money taking over for the 99 and 2000, you know. Once 400 Degrees came out, Meech was like, oh, man, I'm into this Cash Money, so I got to go get all they albums. And when I say all they albums, he went back and got, like, all they albums. The BG album, the BG's album with BG and Lil Wayne, uh, the big timers, you know what I'm saying? Juvenile first albums, you know what I'm saying? Even got Turk. And I'm like, man, come on, dog. This is garbage. Like my boy Mark used to pull up, you know what I'm saying? I used to carpool with him to work in the morning when we was in the Navy. And Mark used to, I love Mark like a brother. And I really appreciate Mark's t- taste in music. But he used to pull up to my house at five in the morning. Bumping the hottest of the hot garbage, and I'd be like, "Bruh, really, man? This this fire, man? You know? I'm like, dog, this ain't it. This this ain't this not the wave I'm a ride. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, time to wind this down. So I'm gonna, you know, get y'all to my top five favorite MCs. And look, disclaimer. Not my top, not who I think are the top five greatest MCs, because that's a totally different list. This is just my opinion on my favorite rappers of all time. All right, so at the top of the list we got Nas. Nas, the way Nas is able to tell stories, man, is just I think, and hip hop is unparalleled. And he's had me since Illmatic. Um, you know, say what you want about his ear for beats. Um, the the production that he chooses for some of his songs, yo, Nas to me is one of the goats. He is in my top three favorite MCs, man. Now, you know, just because he is, you know, like if you go and listen to all of Illmatic, it's man the stories he tell on that man, and even when you hear his first ever verse on Live at the Barbecue. That, I mean, that that verse is crazy, man. I mean, so, you know, second on the list, man, I got Black Thought. I love The Roots. Um, I even, you know, love The Roots when they went through their, you know, little rap-rock-hybrid phase with Phrenology. I bought that first day it came out because Black Thought is, can spit. You know, BET Awards be having those ciphers and stuff like that. So, what is it like? Maybe... Six years ago, five years ago You know, one of the last cyphers was him uh, Eminem and Most Def Yo, Black Thought torched both of them um, I, Look, the, the way Black Thought just Like, he you put on the beat And Black Thought just goes And goes It's just crazy, man You know, so Black Thought's on the list You know, number two Number three, LL Cool J Man <laughs> Ladies Love Cool James is on my list for my top five favorite MCs and the reason why is because he could he could make a song that was super hard you know make you want to thug it out in the club then at the next next moment you hear I Need Love or Around The Way Girl be like yo I want Shorty over there and I'm gonna come rap to it like that lick my lips you know what I'm saying hit her with the kiss and the peace sign and you know, I and I and I and you know what? I'll be honest. The fact that he started acting in the '90s, and I liked him as an actor, especially like in the house, was one of my favorite shows. I remember when I was a teenager, so that was probably you know I used to wear my pants like him. You know what I'm saying? Wear hats all the time like he did. So that's 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 part of it. But I've just, I mean, I'll be honest. His his later projects was. On, on the whacker side of things But man overall man if you look at LL's Whole catalog I think he's done enough To be mentioned up there with the Goats you know what I'm saying he You know four, three, two, one. You know what I'm saying that's a, one of the, the Best posse cuts of all time but Um cause you know That's the shots that him and him, him and Cannabis is firing back and forth Um But you know LL's on my list at number 3 man Number 4 Big man, Biggie made, Biggie told stories, I think the way on a a storytelling level the only person up there with Biggie is Nas when it comes to telling stories, because if you look at Ready to Die, man, like I got a story to tell, not Ready to Die, but Life After Death, Um, like just put on I got a story to tell and listen to that, and it's like, dang man, like he tells you a story in the song and then at the end of the song, he tells the same story back again. And it's like, yo, man, that's so dope, man. So Biggie Small, the way Biggie was able to the way he killed uh um Notorious Thugs, you know, he he outrapped Bone Thugs and Harmony on a on a Bone Thugs and Harmony type beat. You know what I'm saying? So he went to their arena and and killed it. Um, you know, going back to Cali. Um hypnotized. All that, man. I mean, his verse on All About the Benjamins is probably one of his best verses. Um, And I know that verse by heart. I ain't going to rap it because I ain't got the instrumentals right now. But, you know, I ain't going to rap it. So, Biggie Smalls is number four on the list. And number five and probably going to be the most controversial on the list. Mace. That's right. Mace. M-A-Dollar Sign E. I Was Murdered, P. Diddy Made Me Pretty, I Did It For The Money, Now Can You Get With Me. Mace is one of my top five favorite rappers of all time. I don't know what it is about Mace, maybe because I was just like caught up in the in the shine of the shiny suit era. Mace is one of my favorite, uh, you know, I put Harlem World as a classic album. Harlem World is a classic album. Not not when it was a group, but Mace's first album, Harlem World, is a classic album. I mean, from... From uh Can't Nobody Hold Me Down to Man all of, man, all of Mace join even on I I like it, you know, with the group Harlem World, man. His his verse was like, you know, he was, you know, doing his little dance and everybody had on the shiny suits, man, had call uh, whatchamacallit, getting shot out of a cannon. Um But yeah, man, Mace is up there and it's funny because I was talking to Meach a couple months ago and his wife asked us, because his wife is into hip hop, and she was like, Yo, who was y'all, you know, y'all favorite rappers? And she was surprised when both of us named Mace. And I was like, Man, I don't know what it is about Mace. I get because he smooth, delivery was like on point in, in everything. Um, if you listen to uh, Jealous Guys, you know, they remix of new Editions uh jealous girls with him and puffy now would you be mad if i gave back your girl i mean it was just like stuff like that man where mace, i just you know i just liked mace and i just i can't describe it to you i just thought mace was dope and then i thought double up was dope too it wasn't as good as you know harlem world but i thought it was dope too i even bought his welcome back album when you know he came back you know after preaching and I cuz I, I I really bought it because that's at the time when I was really into Christian rap and I thought it was going to be a Christian rap album which it wasn't you know what I'm saying he still had a party joint on there with brief stretch shake you know what I'm saying and then welcome back was a typical May song but that was that was pretty much it you know but um those are my top 5 MCs, my top 5 favorite MCs of all time so the run it back got Nas got Black Thought got LL Cool J, got Biggie Smalls, and I got Mace. So let's fight this out on my Facebook page. I dropped the, the question on Facebook, you know, well, I dropped the description on the show on Facebook. Tell me who y'all, favorite, y'all five favorite MCs of all time is. Let's debate. Uh, you know, just because I, I like debating rap music is one of the things I like doing along with sports, and, you know, especially hoops, but, you know, I love rap. It's um, It's my favorite. It's my favorite form of music. uh, My favorite genre of music. Um, Yo. And let's be honest. I know everybody out there that's seen that little country trap song that just, you know, been all over the internet the last week or so. What is today? This is Tuesday, April 11, 2017. That joint is kind of fire. It is. But you know what? Before we go, I'll let you know uh, my guilty pleasure, and we'll talk about rap on some more podcasts because I can talk about rap a lot, you know what I'm saying? But my guilty pleasure, man. Even though I know how whack, how whack some of the bars he be spitting is, man. I don't listen to a lot of his music, but I listen to a verse from him here or there, and I'll be like, yo. He straight smashed that son. Two chains. Let's debate about it. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening to the show today. Uh, if you want to get in touch, um, find me the Black Dad Chronicles on Facebook. It's a page I got. The Black Dad Chronicles. You can follow me on Twitter at Black Dad Chron. That's C H R O N. Twitter wouldn't let me have the whole Chronicles in my in my Twitter handle, so. Um, I'm on SoundCloud at the Black Dad Chronicles. I'm on Tumblr at the Black Dad Chronicles. Um, I'm on iTunes at the Black Dad Chronicles I'm on iTunes. Like, subscribe, share, rate, comment. Um, Instagram at Black Dad Chronicles. I usually post a snippet uh, of the show. Um, and I also just post pictures of my food, kids, shoes, you know, all that. So, um, but anyway, Um, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, look for the podcast next week. Like, share, download,